Welcome, meeting makers. I'm your host, Lauren Green, meeting coach and facilitation trainer, here to help you unsuck your meetings one episode at a time. I've helped hundreds of professionals and organizations through leading inclusive, engaging, and productive meetings. And now I'm offering this podcast to help you do the same. Think of this podcast as an ongoing workshop, where each time you tune in, you'll get a bite-sized nugget of knowledge you can apply right away. If you lead meetings or might someday, you're in the right place. Let's make your meetings work. Hi there, meeting makers. Who is excited for meeting rhythms? If you're not sure what that is or just clicked on this episode because it sounded interesting, no worries. We're glad you're here. And we're excited to bring you this valuable episode where we break down our process for designing what meetings your team should have when and for how long. Have you ever heard of the Tuckman model? Maybe not, but most people at some point hear the phrase form, storm, norm, perform when referring to how teams develop. That is the Tuckman model. First, teams go through a formation stage where they may get to know each other, build trust, and orient to their purpose. After a little while of working together and everyone getting comfortable, teams often experience a storming phase or a period of tension and conflict. Once teams work through their conflicts, they experience a period of norming where they cement their best practices. My mother, Lee, retired pro facilitator, likes to say it really goes form, storm, norm, reform, restorm, renorm, and if you're lucky, performing. Thanks, mom. <laughs> performing is when teams get so good at norming that they reach high performance. In this phase, teams are so in sync and so high producing that they might not even know how they are doing it. It just works. My hope for everyone listening is that you get to experience a high-performing team at some point. It is truly magical. So far, I've only experienced a high-performing team once in my life. It's the best feeling to work with colleagues you trust, truly co-create, and have a big impact. For me, that was the visioneering team at OG Systems, now Parsons. We were a team of six professional visual facilitators who came together to support teams and organizations to do their best work using world-class visual tools. When you experience a high-performing team, try to appreciate it as much as possible, because just like anything else in life, it's temporary. As people join and leave the group, the dynamics change. And sometimes outside forces like organization politics interrupt the team's performance. And when that happens, teams reach the final phase of the Tuckman model, often forgotten, adjourning. This is the time not to leave in anger or frustration, but to appreciate the experience you had, identify what worked, and create space for the next team or phase. Why am I telling you all this? One of the things that made the visioneering team and other high-performing teams work is our meeting rhythms. Meeting rhythms are how we, as a team, decide what types of meetings we need when and how frequently to meet, how long to meet for, what to meet about, who needs to be there, and what needs to be prepared in advance. Let's replay that one for those of you who zoned out. Meeting rhythms are how we, as a team, decide what types of meetings we need, when and how frequently to meet, how long to meet for, what to meet about, 
who needs to be there, and what needs to be prepared in advance. Think back to the Tuckman model, form, storm, norm, perform, adjourn. At what point in the team's journey do you think it's important to establish meeting rhythms? If you guessed form, you're correct. When a new team comes together, meeting rhythm establishment should be top priority. The challenge is a team actually reforms every time someone joins or leaves the team. But often, teams don't take the time to revisit their meeting rhythms. That's when teams get stuck in the form storm norm loop and never actually reach performance. This means whenever someone joins or leaves, that's the time to spend a few minutes reviewing the meeting rhythms and making revisions based on the preferences of the group. Another key point before we get into the meeting rhythm establishment process, some groups have never co-created their meeting rhythms. Usually this happens if the boss dictated meeting rhythms to the team. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Some organizations have a top-down decision-making process. But if you're the boss or you have some say in the matter, co-creating meeting rhythms with your team is the first step toward high performance. Because meetings is where performance happens. Teams who are empowered to determine their own ways of working are more likely to collaborate effectively. Put simply, when you have a say, things matter more to you. I get asked a lot how to get a team or a group of people to buy into an idea or a change that's happening. And the answer is really simple. Let the group decide. And if you just peed in your pants a little bit, relax. That's why we have this podcast. So keep listening. Confidence comes with experience. A meeting coach will help you grow that confidence. We'll work with you to find and grow your facilitator superpower while giving you just-in-time tools that align to your unique meeting needs. We offer three and six-month customized meeting coach programs, as well as one-off coaching sessions when you need them. In each session, we'll discuss your agenda, walk through new modalities, and give you time to practice teeing up activities. Our coaches have said that working with us helps them feel more confident to lead meetings that meet goals. If you love this podcast and want a one-on-one -on -one customized coach approach, visit makemeetings.work forward slash contact to partner with us and make your meetings work. Now it's time to review a process that you can use to establish new meeting rhythms or revise existing rhythms with your team. Disclaimer up front, there is no secret sauce to meeting rhythms. It's unique to everyone, but you'll find your secret sauce if you take the time to go through this process. The first thing you need to do is carve out time for the meeting rhythm establishment process with your team. You'll need about an hour to have this conversation effectively, and sometimes more. Season one is a great resource to go back to for help with just-in-time meeting skills. We'll include the link to the playbook in the description. You can do this online or in person, but whatever option you choose, find a way to collaborate visually. For example, if you're online, you can create a Google document for everyone to type into. We'll include a link to our blog with tips for using our favorite online whiteboard tool, Mural, and Google Docs in the description if you'd like some guidance on how to set one up. And if you're in person, you can create a flip chart or a wall chart that can be filled in with the group. You'll want space on the wall or on your template for each of the key things that we're going to talk about. And for guidance on how to create visual templates, 
check out our blog on visual templates and our more detailed online course in the description. So now that you have your visual tool of choice, here are the things to go over with your team once you kick off the meeting. If you're an existing team, first, take inventory of your current meetings. Write down all the types of meetings you have. For example, weekly update meetings, daily stand-ups or scrums, one-on-one check-ins, feedback meetings, ad hoc or drive-by meetings. Heads up, in the following episodes, we'll go through how to improve each of those meeting types and more. Some teams have meetings aligned with the Agile project management system based on their sprint and release planning cycles. I'm not going to get too into the Agile lingo, but if you're interested, Agile is a project management tool with meeting rhythms built in. It's based on Kurt Lewin's action research model from the early 20th century and has been popularized by software developers as a way to remain flexible and responsive to new learnings as programs are built and developed. So do your best to write down all the different types of meetings you have, and alongside of this, include how frequent those meetings are, such as weekly on Mondays, and how long they are. Bonus points if you include your team virtual happy hour on this list. And if you're a new team, great. Invite team members to consider what types of meetings would help them do their best work. Now that you have this list, invite your team to define the focus of each meeting. For example, the focus of our daily tag-up is for each team member to briefly share what they will work on that day. Next, identify who is and should be attending each meeting. If one of your personal challenges is being in meetings where you don't feel like you're adding value, it could be because you're simply there to be informed of what's happening. And if that's the case, arguably, you don't need to be there. But someone, likely the person organizing that meeting, needs a process to keep those who need to be informed updated after the meeting so that only those who need to be there are the ones invited. In other words, that person could send a recap email. So likely at this point in the process, someone is going to start whining about one of their meetings because it's not a good use of their time. And if that's the case, grab your red marker or the virtual equivalent, and start noting the complaints. This makes the complainer feel heard, but it also helps the group identify important shifts to how you want to meet. For example, do you have more than one meeting for the same purpose? Maybe one needs to be crossed out. Could those meetings be combined? Do you have too many people who are just there to be informed, like our example we just talked about? And could some of those meetings be reduced to just the key decision makers or action owners? Are you missing some important people from certain meetings, and as a result, nothing's getting done? And are the times and dates of each meeting still working? In other words, invite the team to red pen everything that's not working, but also offer suggestions for changes. Rabbit holes are likely meeting makers. They don't call it the grown zone for nothing. Be patient, invite criticism, but always ask, what would you suggest? And if they say, I don't know, invite suggestions from the team. Who can help them out? Who has a thought here? If you're someone with a low tolerance for ambiguity, this part might not feel very good. So keep the focus in mind. Meeting rhythms that will help your team work more effectively. If you do this process and you have a story to share, we'd love to hear how it goes, warts and all. Join the Meeting Makers Facebook group and share your story. 
We're also happy to field any questions you may have there as well. Coming up in future episodes, we will go in-depth on how to improve the process for each of your key meetings. So buckle up and let's make your meetings work. This podcast was written by Lauren Green and produced by Caitlin Murray. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few seconds to rate and review so future meeting makers can find our community. Download a visual summary of this episode in the description and be sure to join the conversation in our Meeting Makers Facebook group. Want help with your next meeting? Reach out at makemeetings.work forward slash contact and we'll set up time to chat.